Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we're going to talk about uh, French press and kind of go a little bit more in depth into it and uh, just chat about it. Uh, I guess to start off, my name is Reed. My name's Paul. And Dad, what do you do for a living? And by the way, I'm we are father and son. That's right. I, uh, for a living, for the last 15 years, has been roasting and uh, the study of coffee. Wow. Yeah. I've done zero of that. Oh, <laughs> you've had the benefits of it. I've had osmosis. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk specifically about French press. And actually, we have a French press. What, what do we have in our French press today, Dan? I believe that's our Brazil Monte Carmelo. It's a lovely coffee for a French press, actually. Oh, wow. Sounds good. In fact, there's not, there's not many coffees that are not good for a French press, I would say. Oh, man. So I guess kind of going into it, what, what, when, if, if I came to you and I said, well, you know, what kind of French press should I use? Is there a difference? You know, is there, is there like the kind of French press you're like, that's the kind I like to use? Is there, does it really matter? Well, in one sense, it doesn't really matter. French press is a French press and they've been around for a long time. They're actually a very good way to make coffee. Hmm. There is a quality issue. Um, you go cheaper, obviously you're going to get, even get plastic ones for camping, which are fun. But the quality starts to, uh, to go down and probably the most best, the, the, the hardest part of a French press is the, the part you push down that's connected to a little, um, what do you call that, little sieve. Oh, of, like the plunger, the, or the flat disc piece. Yeah, that piece. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bit as you push down, um, other than you, you grind too fine or so forth, if that's a weak uh, link there, that'll break off pretty quickly and your French press won't work anymore. I remember you bought me one, uh, and it was a—I think it was a metal. No, it wasn't metal. It was like with the connector between the mesh flat piece yes. and the the piece that went down. Eventually, broke loose, and it was yeah. Typically, maybe just poor quality, and you may need to look at that. But more often than not, that breakage is due to the 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 grounds being too fine, and you're pushing down. It's like concrete; you just can't push it down, and you just break it off physically. The French press cannot take it. Gotcha. Okay, so actually, just to give you clarity, we were uh, we we are using an app called Anchor, and you may even be listening to it on that. But we're trying to figure it out. So in between our last section and this section, uh, the bell went off for the French press. We we pushed it down. The grounds were not too fine. And the good news is that we didn't break the French press. <laughs> yeah, so the French press was okay. Yes. Um, so Dad, why why do you what what what's good about French press? Why is it a good way to make coffee? Probably the best thing about a French press is its simplicity. It's a very easy, um, accessible, and you can use it anywhere. You can take it camping, you can take it in the kitchen, you can have it in a gourmet kitchen. It, it's it's a it's a good it, all round. You can mm. it's very simple. I think that's it's 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 the ability, not ability. That's the that's why it's so good. And and does it, it like the way that it it um, extracts the coffee, the way that the it processes to get you know your liquid coffee, is it does it do that well as at the same time, or is it? It, it does do that well. I think most uh, methods do that well. We're talking about extraction of coffee, mm. and that is not so much about. Although it's important, the the method like the French press, um, but it's more you you've got other factors coming into it that are going to make it a, a good French press or a bad French press. Um, and you know things like freshness of the coffee, the grind size, as I was talking about. Um, the type of coffee you're going to put in there, mm. uh, how long you're going to leave it, and there's lots of other peripheral things that make up 
a great French press when you bring those things together. But it's a very simple way. One thing I particularly like about French press, it's very good, easy cleanup. Mm, yeah, it is, yeah. And I'm not good at cleanup. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? <laughs> I think you know that. <laughs> well, and I think what's so nice about it is, it, like you said, it is all self-contained. You don't really have yes. to have anything but hot water, coffee in the pot, or the French press mm-hmm. itself. Um, the, the grind, I guess, can you talk to what what you know because i guess there's a two coarse two fine we, oh, you know we yeah. kind of talked about breaking the french press is there what's the happy medium that you want to hit with that right it's hard to, talking about grind size because a lot of people have different understanding of uh, what sizes some don't even know about the size makes any difference mm. so what is in french press your typical word you use for a french press is coarse Hmm. Compared, you'd need to go to the compare it. You'd say compared to an espresso, which is very fine, hmm. and uh, that would give you the two extremes. And French press, yes, is at the one end of the extreme. Espresso is at the other end um, of the extreme. And in the middle, you've got lots of different pour overs going there. So if if espresso is kind of on one side of that, and then uh, French press would be on the other side. For people that don't know what an espresso grind is like, would you compare it to, not quite sand, but maybe something? Yeah, it's pretty close similar. to sand. It's it's you that you're right up in the right region there of sand compared to, uh, the coarseness is uh, trying to think what that would be like. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, like, <laughs> not little pebbles. That's a bit too much, but uh, almost like a like a like the crumbs from a uh, crumbs. I like that crumbs from, from a from cookie or cookie or bread. Yeah. It, okay. It's more like that. Yeah. And. Well, Sorry. Yes. No, I was gonna say what. What I guess why, why do can't why can't I mean coffee is coffee. What difference does the grind make? Oh, um, in any any method you have, you're gonna find grind's a very important feature. And here we're talking about it's really surface area of the coffee, um, and how long the water is on the coffee, and therefore then you're moving to another word called extraction. How mm. much it pulls out the flavor of the coffee in the in the coffee bean, and. Espresso is done very finely because it's, the water's only going to go over for 20, 30 seconds. It's going to be fairly quick mm. and you need to extract it in the right method there in the right uh, ways for it to, to bring out the good flavor. You can bring out real bad stuff there. Mm. Whereas French press, typically you're talking about four minutes for a French press and so it's going to be, water's going to be sitting on it much longer. If you have it fine, uh, like an espresso, not only will you break your, your French press when you push the handle down, but mm. you will find it's got a bitter just horrible taste to it and is it bitter because there's so because it's finer it can kind of the with the water can extract more from it and quickly yes and so if it's a denser piece there's it, it has to work a little harder to pull yes it out. you're right it's and it's that they were saying that surface area if it's fine water's going all over and it's extracting well but it extracts very quickly bad acids bad things mm. start coming out that you don't want in your coffee and you can't do a like a fine grind for a little amount of time. Well, that, if if you didn't have a grinder, was able to do that, you, that's a possibility. But you're still going to have pretty bad coffee hmm. in a French press. It just and as I say, you'll break your French press. I keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, you, you do. push the handle down, and it'll just you'll you'll feel it go kink, and you'll realize it's not pushing the filter. Well, and the worst part is then you can't have your coffee. I mean, assuming that you can get that one right. The next coffee you make, you can't have. <laughs> this is a good French press you made here, Reba. You know, it's not. This is this a decaf or is this non-decaf? No, this this not non-decaf. Oh my, <laughs> we call that conventional. Fully lidded. <laughs> yeah, mate. 
So we talked a little bit about grind. We talked about you know not breaking your French press. Yes, that seems to be coming up. That's right. <laughs> um, I guess, and we talked a little bit about the extraction process mm-hmm. um, of the French press. So what, like, uh, and maybe this is a stupid question, but what, like, when compared to like an arrow press, or <coughs> like I, in my head, I think of like an arrow press as being somewhat similar to French press, oh, right. mm-hmm. or like you know pour over that kind of stuff. Why? Why, like what's the what's going to be the different is, is there going to be a different flavor profile and what right. kind of makes French press unique in that sense yes um, that's what we have our personal preferences what we like and each method when I say method espresso um, aeropress as you mentioned French press cone there's a whole lot of them out there mm-hmm. Chemex uh, each method has its own uh, pe- no, pe- uh, specialties I probably should say that you're going to like or you're not like as much and uh, um, what was the question again Reed? <laughs> what's the di- like is there going to be a different flavor profile oh, between right. yes. French press and other different and there will be different flavor profiles even if you use the same coffee you're going to get a different um, different uh, flavor from those uh, you mentioned the um, AeroPress, and that's a different method. It looks similar to a French press, mm. but you're talking about putting pressure on the coffee um, uh, to to draw out and extract uh, flavor again, which is a very different thing. A French press, you're not doing any of that. You're not putting pressure on the coffee. All you're doing is separating the water from the, the grounds, the grinds with the coffee, so yeah. that you don't have to suck up coffee grinds. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so we're talking about kind of like those different flavor profiles. The, I guess the, kind of what it – one of the things I was thinking about while you were saying that is um, I, I guess to kind of take it back a bit. Do you remember that I bought a French press uh, camping cup a while back? Oh, yes. So it was a, it was a cup. Is that the that, blue one? No, it was a kind of a brownish oh, okay. gray. But it's uh, – so it's a cup with a plunger basically in the center of it oh, right. that can go down in it. And then it's also like insulated. Yes. And I remember when I got it, one of the things you told me was it, you know, it might work. But the problem is once you plunge, your your grounds are still there. So you're so you're still going to be getting some of that extraction while yes. it, you know, it's, it's sitting in there. So what... When you go past that four minute mark, what is what kind of a, what what kind of effects can you expect from that extra extraction there? Right, and the, the four minute mark that's a guideline, but it's it's a good guideline because as you're saying, um, and it sounds fun to take that camping with you and have a good coffee. But trouble is, you plunge it, you do your four minute time goes off, you've got the right grind, you've got the temperature of water. I didn't even mention that one. Oh wow! Um, and how much water you put in there, anyway, <laughs> and how long you sit it in there for. But uh, but uh, when you you push it down, of course, a French press. Therefore, the pushing down separates the coffee from the water, and you can pour the water now. If it sits there for not too long, it's not going to take very minute, more uh, very many minutes for that extraction process we were talking about before. The water on the coffee drawing out flavors from the coffee. Yeah. The thing that the, the, the French press doesn't know, it doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> and right. if there's water there, it says, oh, you want me to keep extracting? Okay, I'll keep extracting. And of course, it extracts and that flavors, and now we're getting bitter, mainly bitter, hmm. start flowing out from the water, and then that water goes through the... Uh, the, the, the Sieve. Sieve, I don't know what to call that. <laughs> we got to figure out what yeah, that's yeah. called. And, and it goes through into the water, and now you, you start drinking that. So the longer you have it sitting there, hmm. um, the more... It, it's going to taste bad coffee. Little tip here. If you do that, 
do your four minutes, push it down, have your coffee, put the coffee into something else, insulated mug, whatever. Mm. It sounds fun to have an insulated French press. The trouble is it insulates all the bad flavors too. So it keeps the water hot during the extra extraction. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so it sounds like the best thing is once you've made it is to get it out of the French press. Really itself. helpful, yeah. You will have a much better day if, uh, if you're able to get the water to stop that extraction process. Gotcha. So instead of being on like the the tail end of that process, so you know you want to get your coffee out, get it into what you're drinking it in, or something that you can preserve it in mm -hmm. without the grounds in mm -hmm. there. Good. On the the like the beginning stage of that, is there any is there any like Ooh. is there any any special way that you should be like pouring the water? Like I know for you, I always see you pour it, you wait a minute, and then sometimes you stir. I feel like you've gone back and forth, though. Yes, I get lazy. <laughs> okay. But is there is there a best practice there, for when you're there pouring? Are, there's some basics that uh, you need to do to have a good French press. Then you can get a little more lazy on it, and it doesn't matter if you do it or don't, but you will get a better coffee. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Freshness of the coffee is important. The now grind what's, size. What's, now, what's oh, fresh, fresh coffee? Now, fresh coffee. What, what, what Ooh, do you consider a, fresh coffee? That's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, do people have different ideas of what fresh coffee is. I would say generally, and this is a generalization, um, it gets roasted, mm -hmm. and for a French press, <coughs> I've roasted coffee camping, and the next day I want to drink it, and that's fine. Right. Um, probably really good tasting French press, you're going to wait a little longer than perhaps a day. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, three, four days, probably. Wow. Possibly. And then uh, when does it go bad? And that's... After it's been roasted. Yeah. It, another tip here, when you, when you buy your coffee for your French press... Check that it has when it was roasted date. Don't go anywhere near an expiration date. I've seen expiration dates, you know, for five, six years away. <laughs> great. They're going to sell their coffee for five or six years. But you right. want to, when it's um, been roasted, so you know when the ticker, when it started, the clock started. And you've probably got, if you've, <coughs> excuse me, I've French piece of coffee. <laughs> you've probably got at least a month. Wow. Uh, Whole bean. Whole bean. Yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as you grind it, once that grind is so important, once you grind it, you've got two hours. You know, wow. you need to get on to making French press. Yeah, so you should really only grind it when you're ready to drink it. That's the preferable way, yes. yes. And, I mean, it's kind of like if you think about it, like if, if, if you didn't, like I know they don't often put like a date for when like meat is cut and stored. Right. But, you know, some coffee might be on the shelf or once it gets to the shelf, maybe months and months old or may not be fresh. You know, if you got meat and you knew, okay, this meat was just got here today, but it's, you know, months and months old, you wouldn't, that's not the meat you would buy. Right. And so kind of like the same thing with coffee is you want to buy coffee that is good as in like it's, you know, it's not gone bad yet. Yeah, coffee is a very interesting thing that um, people don't tend to think of um, coffee going stale. Unfortunately, coffee, no matter what you do to it, and there's lots of processes you can freeze dry, you can do all sorts of things. Um, and you can help it by having a dark container. You can help it by having a one-way valve and letting out the oxygen, not letting carbon dioxide. You, know, you can do lots of letting out carbon dioxide, not letting oxygen in. Um, you can do lots of things. But it, the clock ticks and you uh, the clock ticks, and you need to think about how quickly you need to use that coffee. Because mm. if you do a month too much, you will notice a difference. So buying it in bulk might not be helpful. Like, like if you yeah. find like you know oh, this is a good deal, I'll buy yes. a pound of yep. it, but you only you know drink a little bit a week. 
it's not going to help because then it's going to go bad before you get to enjoy it. Yeah. So you sort of you're you're planning, you're doing really well, thinking ahead, but you've ruined your coffee. So it's kind of like vegetables. Ooh, I mean, you yes. buy vegetables, they go bad pretty quick. Yes. And so you typically can only. I mean, you know, mostly you only buy them within a certain time frame of when you're going to use it. Yes, right. Yeah, I would tell people like bread. You, you you get home, you don't grind the bread, you don't sort of take in little pieces. Well, you don't leave it out of the bag because it goes stale. Exactly. And yeah. and bread goes stale and coffee does too. Yeah, and that's, I mean, actually, I'm more of this French press. Oh, yeah, it's very good, actually. It is very good. It's probably the conversation that makes it good. But yeah, company. Company, yeah, yeah, isn't right, it? Right. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of... I, it makes me think of all the times I made a bad French press oh, now. Sorry, yes. <laughs> as I um, say, there's some basics you need to get right, and then you can go overboard and get nerdy about. As you said, you can preheat the the French press because it's glass. Right. You need to warm it up. Oh, right. Then you've got the plunger part that you want to warm that up too, because that's metal. And as soon as you put hot water, it's gonna it's like a heat sink. It's gonna take mm. the heat away from the the water, so the water temperature goes down. Because guess what? You need a good temperature. I've said fresh beans. Well, so so to go into that because we mentioned that earlier. What? Oh man, there's so many. But like, what? So what temperature are you? What? what what's the temperature you want it to be at when you're pouring it into the cup? Or or, or yeah, I guess what does that look like? Yeah, practically it means practically the best way to do that is boil your jug uh-huh. and take it off the heat. Um, and once it stops bubbling. Pour it immediately. You're talking about 195 Fahrenheit there. It's fairly hot. Yeah. Um, but don't put boiling water on it. That's a lot of people think, oh, boil it on, it's going to be really good. Cup of tea, that's good. Cup of coffee, no. What Why doing, is that? Well, you will burn the coffee. Really? The, you, you pour it on thinking you're going to have a really hot coffee. You're going to have a hot coffee. You're going to have a, <laughs> going to have a scorched coffee because the, the heat is going to take flavors out so quickly, you're going to get rancid acids, basically. So it actually pulls acid from the bean that you don't want yeah i mean all processes do that and there's good acids and there's bad acids mm-hmm. but hot water just accelerates the whole process and it's sort of it, it's a nightmare and then like and the i guess what's the every sometimes when when you make it when i make a french press i grind a, an amount of coffee uh-huh. and i put it in a french press with an amount of water can you guys stop and, you read just a minute <laughs> What, well, do you, what, what, do you, say, what do you mean by an amount? Because well, that's, that's an important a, factor. Well, that's what, that's what I want to. That's what I want to know. Oh. Because when you make a French press, <laughs> it is an operation. It is. There's a scale involved. You don't use a scale. No. There's a scale. There's a grinder that's got a digital outread, and like you're, you know, you're looking at that grind. You're testing things. There's a. I know that you buy. A jug or an electric kettle that boils to turn, you know, or then it turns itself off. Yeah. yeah. So, what? Correct my wrong. Um, <laughs> what? How? What? What? What does it look like to to pour, and what's the ratio of like coffee to water kind of look Ooh, like? It's a, those are those are very scientific questions. They are scientific questions, but actually, they'll make the difference between a good and a bad French press. Basically, you're talking about ratio, the ratio of water mm. to how many grinds you have. You, you grind the coffee, you weigh it, and then you're going to put a certain amount of water on it. And those two factors, water and, and the coffee... And coffee, and, 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 and then you said, so it's a coffee in grams. How many grams, grams. of coffee as opposed to there's, I mean, ounces of water? Yeah, base, I mean, there's, there's sort of vague re- why you would do it. And again, it's a personal preference. But a typical French press you would buy somewhere... I'm looking at the one we've got there. That's a very typical French press. I think they say they're 
I can't mm. remember like the three cuppers, but they do probably more than that, or vice versa. There's a five cupper. Let's only go three. Well, cups. I have that little. Oh yeah. One cupper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the ratio of water to the coffee is really you're gonna try it out. I've I've tried it and I've tried too much, mm. and taste the coffee and it's just overly intensely badly tastes almost burnt mm. um and that's when you have too much coffee in there too much coffee ratio is wrong you've got to bring down the grams of the coffee is that because there's more coffee for the water to extract exactly from... it, so that's it, true yeah and therefore it's done all that and it's brought out some those bad acids and things are, 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 are predominant in, in the water now hmm and where's if you do that so is it going to be more insipid kind of like very insipid you, the water <laughs> muddy water kind of. yeah, yeah it really is yeah you don't really get that doesn't bring any taste out of the coffee all you get is the it just touches the surface of the bean and all you're getting is like a, a plant material it's very bland and now this is just my curiosity but what is there is there in your opinion is there a is there a type of coffee that's better for french press like like if i go to the store and you know i, I don't know what they I, I get coffee from you but <laughs> You know, maybe there's bags of like French press roast, or I don't know what oh, I say. Is that's true. But like, like grind or, or I guess roast. You know what? What kind of like a you know like dark roast, light roast, or is it more just a preference? Or oh, you're hitting a lot of questions there, Reed. Um, a lot of myths there. Uh, I hadn't thought of the French roast one as not for French <laughs> presses, <laughs> although it sounds like that. I hadn't thought of that. It's probably not even French. No, uh, <laughs> but it's got background of why it's called french roast it really means a dark roast um yeah and as as we've learned more about coffee what's happened is roasting have understood the science of it there's things like the rate of rise and uh the maillard's reactions all they've suddenly realized there's a lot of things here we didn't even even know about and i've seen a lot of words i don't know oh sorry yes yeah, <laughs> uh maybe two words there's two cracks like in popcorn you've got one crack Mm -hmm. And coffee, you've got two cracks. Yeah. And for a long time, you go to the first crack, and the bean doubles in size and uh, halves in weight, a lot of water comes out, and then it carries on, then it gets to a second crack. And now they've found out that once it gets that second crack, it's, it's, it gets, starts, the flavor suddenly starts to change from all these good flavors that you can get in between. There's a whole art of how to draw a good flavor out. Yeah. Get to that second crack. You're going to have a lot of tradition that says, I like it dark and strong. It doesn't right. really make it any stronger. Kind of like your Starbucks coffee. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, you, you've really got more of a, a burnt, fiery taste to it. A mm. roasty taste, we would call it. And I've heard you say in the past that darker the roast gets, the more it tastes like every other coffee. Well, that's the advantage of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the advantage is advantage. The advantage is about it. The advantage is that all your coffee tastes the same, whether it's fresh or not, whether it's whatever, right. it, it will taste the same. And that's that could be a, a plus for you. What tastes different every time, uh, the problem with that, though, is you lose all the intricate flavors of an Ethiopian, a Brazil, or whatever, Colombia. Mm. You, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and I'm a Q grader, and I, I should know the difference. But once you go to that scene crack, don't have a clue. So kind of the moral of that is like the lighter you go without going too light, the more flavor from that individual coffee you're going to notice uh, in comparison to other coffees. You're going to notice the flavors from like a Guatemala as opposed to a Sumatra. Yeah. More so the lighter that each of those is roasted. Yeah. It's, and when I say light, there's, there's a variance in there of, you know, really between first and second crack. And, and that's the 
the art of coffee roasting, which I find I find most enjoyable, is you can take a bean, the same bean, and uh, roast it light. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, if you're not going to second crack, in other words, um, that's what I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, but in between that first crack and second crack, there's all sorts of wonderful things you can do as a roaster. It's a cook. You're, you're a glorified cook, really. An artist. An artist. And you're going longer, shorter, higher temperature, lower temperature, change it here and halfway through, push it up. Yeah. Uh, when I say push it, push the gas up, it makes it, it suddenly the reactions happen faster. And all these chemical reactions, you've got this just smorgasbord of chemical <laughs> reactions that you can bring out all sorts of um, flavors. You can't, I've always said, you can't bring out a flavor that the coffee bean doesn't originally have. Right. Well, and, it's, and that's, a, that's yeah. It's like uh, where I work with, with sound, it's like you can't you can't break the laws of physics. You can bend them. Yes. You can try and adapt them to what you're doing, but mm-hmm. you can't ever make a sound. You know, you can only use what you've got. Are we still talking about French press? We I seem know, to we, really I, diverge I there. I think we've gone a little <laughs> off track. So I think what that means is we're probably near the end of what we have. I mean, we I think we will probably go on for a long time. Oh, it could be. I think we'll have to put that in another another episode. No problem. Um, but uh, two things that I have on my last up thing. Yes. Uh, number one, what uh, quick and dirty French press go? Uh, quick and dirty. <laughs> Clean your French press um, after the last use. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Uh, but you were going to how to make a French press? You're basically yeah. Saying? What are the bullet points? Like oh, what are the yeah. what are the you know just the quicks the most like thirty thousand foot view yeah. of like what is what does that look like? Grind a coarse grind, and you can do that. Uh, we haven't talked about grinding, but uh, you can do it even in a blade grinder, or you know you can you can do it any sort of grinder. Really, um, there's better grinders out there. Coarse fresh coffee, another thing. Uh, Get the amount you need, and you just get, it's going to be a bit of a trial and error. I, mm-hmm. I think I use around about 50 grams for our three plunger. Three cup plunger? Three cup plunger. Yeah. Um, and uh, you put the the coarse grinds in the bottom of the plunger uh, without the plunger in there, just the glass craft there. Boil the water, comes off the boil, put it into the uh, French press, into the glass, set the timer going. Uh, for four minutes, this is all really broad guidelines here. Yeah. Wait four minutes. I would, it, this is, sounds a bit, I like to stir it up a bit. I, you mentioned they like to stir it because sometimes yeah. you get grounds on the top that don't actually start the extraction process and mm. so you actually push the plunger down. But late then. Uh, done that, you push the plunger down, but I didn't really say, you pour the water up to the top, put the plunger just rested in the top of the French press, just rest it. just put the metal just under the water so it's 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 getting hot, keeping mm. things hot. Four minutes, push it down, enjoy your French press. One thing about French presses that some people don't like but most people like is there's always a little, you know, grinds of coffee in the bottom. Of it. <laughs> it's like getting sand in your seafood. It really is. And <laughs> and body. It brings such a great French press is the the, the method if you want body in a coffee, the mm. thickness, the viscosity, hmm. go French press. So Good grind, or yes, go pink. coarse. Yes. If you don't know, go coarse. Yes. Uh, and then hot water. Let yeah. it come off the boil and rest for a second. Yes. Let the bubbles settle. Yeah. Pour it over the coffee. Wait four minutes. Correct. Test out your amount, and then when you're done, plunge it and enjoy it. And yep. enjoy it. Don't leave. Don't leave it sitting in the grounds. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I mean, we kind of glossed over it. You had mentioned it once, but 
tell people why you are qualified to even talk about coffee. I'm, why am I qualified? I, I am not. I'm not oh. at all. I'm just your son. <laughs> why am I qualified? One, because I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing. If I didn't like coffee, I wouldn't be in this really at all. But I do... My favorite time of the day is in the morning, making myself probably an espresso. Sometimes a French press of reeds around, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, to have a good coffee. That that it, it, to be a really good coffee, I enjoy that so much. So that's my first reason why I'm qualified because I like coffee and I don't like not good coffee. Passionate I, about good coffee. I'm passionate about good coffee. Sure, I've been very fortunate to. Uh, uh, be able to not only enjoy good coffee but study good coffee and I, I, I have done science did a science degree in animals in zoology <laughs> I know but it was science anyway we'll, we'll just say science <laughs> that's right that's right all those insects that get into your coffee I know all about them so you're a scientist yeah, I'm a scientist we won't, we won't go okay, okay. Than thank, that. thank you Reed. but uh, there is a, as we were saying there's an art that's the passion part I love uh-huh. but there's also a science where I enjoy the details of that and I've been very fortunate to to, to be alongside people who have helped me understand coffee. That could be through a, we mentioned quality grading, they call them Q graders, mm. which is, I'm very fortunate to be an early in on that. Yeah. And, and you get recalibrated every four years to make sure your palate is, is what you say it is. Um, and that's been, I've enjoyed the science of that. And just it gives you a bit of meat to, I'm saying this is true about the coffee, mm. there's always subjectivity uh, right. in coffee, right. but it gives a little science bottom you know, base to it. And the other part is also, I have been involved quite a bit with the Roasters Guild, uh, Specialty Coffee Association, and with that also, been able to do um, study with that and get, they, they used to call it level one, level two, they didn't have a level three, um, and I've managed to get level one and level two, which is course after course of course mm. of studying and coffee. And you've taught some of those classes. Yeah, I've taught too. some of those classes too, and... And you, you keep doing that and you find, oh, oh, they tell you you've got a level one, level two uh, certificate in, in coffee roasting. Oh, really? Great. I don't know when that happened, but I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've also written some articles for Roast Magazine. Yeah. You've yeah, been some... to Brazil. Oh, okay. from Ethiopia. E- Ethiopia was a particular thrill to go to Ethiopia. And specifically at a coffee farm. It's not just to Brazil and All right. <laughs> in fact... I didn't really get to see much of Ethiopia or Brazil other than coffee farms. <laughs> so, so you are more than well, more than qualified, and uh, hopefully you're qualified enough to cover us both. Because I have, <laughs> I only have osmosis. Oh uh, well, let me say the cup of uh, the French press that Reed made for us was very good. I really I will enjoyed say that. that. I guessed on all the amounts. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Oh man. Um, well, I hope you've all enjoyed listening to. Paul talk or my dad um, I hope I haven't been too obnoxious and uh, yeah so we're going to try and delve into some other topics and we got a little off but French press was good it was oh, good way to start mate I like yeah, that I like it yeah. Um, so yeah this has been uh, Bean Stuff and uh, feel free to tune in again and, and uh, hopefully have some more interesting stuff not more interesting than this I mean yeah, yeah it's all interesting it's all interesting yeah yeah alright thanks The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.